Robert Felice is going to get there. There's no question. He squares it. There it is. It's another. And it's Momo Rodriguez again. Welcome back. We are here for the pregame prior to our match with FC Dallas. The boys from Frisco. The Frisco Rent Boys. This Saturday. So let's get into this. Let's do this, man. I'm, I'm, I'm hyped. I'm pumped. Lot of shit talking going on on Twitter, Instagram, everywhere. Mind they're shit talking everywhere. So bragging rights are on the line this weekend in our first, let's face it, real game versus FC Dallas. Last weekend, Dallas thoroughly spanked the Timbers four to one at home. Brisson, Ricard, and O'Brien all scored in the first half, while Sealy adds the fourth goal in the 85th minute. As you know, as a Dynamo fan, if you paid attention last week, we had a 1-1 draw with LAFC, one of the, if not, the best team in the league. It was our boy Tyler Pasher's first MLS goal in history. Huge day for Tyler. Now, heading into this match, we're technically tied with Dallas in the standings, but they have a two-goal goal advantage on us. Our goal difference is two goals, so they're technically one spot higher. Uh, let's let's talk about a couple things that were said this week, and we're going to start off, you know, with stuff that doesn't bother me, and then we're going to get into things that have pissed some people off. So, Luchi Gonzalez, the head coach of FC Dallas, the gaffer, the manager, he says, "Houston is a team I've been playing against since coaching in the academy. It's always a very important moment to represent the club, the ownership, and represent the city of Dallas. It's a derby." The players that have been here in this locker room for many years, they feel that. They know that. The new guys got that sensation in preseason, but now we want to do it when it counts on Saturday, especially in front of our fans. Toyota Stadium, from what I've read, is going to be about 100% full. I think they're taking off the uh, attendance cap. So if that's the case, <clears throat> I certainly hope our supporter section gets loud, real loud. So, all right, Lucci, you're going to get your chance this Saturday. Let's move on. Let's move on to midfielder Paxton Pomacall or Pomicow. I know he's a good young prospect. I do. Let's start off with Paxton being a nice young lad and then move into his cunty comment, shall we? It was the first win of the season. Obviously, that's a good feeling for guys to experience that for the first time this year. In terms of momentum, scoring four goals at home, that's what we need to do. Obviously, playing our rivals in Houston that's what we need is to get on the front foot early. I think imposing ourselves and getting an early goal was massive, and hopefully we can do the same thing on Saturday. Well, I hope you're wrong, and I think that you are. I think that the next comment that you made is really going to bother some of our players like it bothered our fans. Here we go. For me, personally, I'm not a big fan of Houston, says Paxton Pomacall. Not the team, but the city in general. Because Dallas and Houston, regardless of soccer, have a rivalry. For me, it was definitely a rivalry growing up in the academy and now here. So we'll see how Austin develops. But for now, this is our derby. Fuck off, Paxton. I can't stand Dallas. Because backwards, it spells salad. And number two, you guys can't hold our jockstrap. If it wasn't for Fort Worth, you'd be a USL squad. But because you have the cool side, I guess, in Fort Worth, you're, you're an MLS team. 
yes, you're a talented midfielder. But what you're doing, I love it. Stir the shit up. Stir the pot. We're going to see how 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 uh, how much you don't like us when Tim Parker fucking eyes you up and goes in for a challenge. I don't know if you've seen Timmy lately. Timmy don't play around. So here we go. Head to head. This is the 46th time this has happened. FC Dallas have the better record with 17 wins and 14 draws while we have 14 wins. The most recent outing was in October of 2020 when Fafa Pico scores a brace to beat us 3-0. So Fafa scored a brace against us, and they won 3-0 at home when he was with Dallas. Now, here's an interesting statistic. At home versus us, FC Dallas is nine wins, three losses, seven draws, 34 goals for and 22 against. So at home, they've been pretty tough to beat. We've beaten them three times in 19 matches. Are we looking for a win? Of course. Will we take a draw? For show. Sure. It's kind of funny because it's kind of, we kind of work backwards here. Last three games, Dallas has a draw, a loss, and a win. We have a win, a loss, and a draw. Now for Dallas, you're going to have Jesus Ferreira ruled out with a shoulder injury. That's good news for us. Nobody is suspended for FC Dallas. Our Dynamo, our club, our one and only club. No one's suspended, but Sam Jukwa and Ethan Bartlow are both still on concussion protocol. This has taken a hot minute. Hot minute to recover from these. I said that last time. Now, here we go. How is FC Dallas going to line up? We can anticipate possibly seeing them in a 4-2-3-1 with Megillaro in goal, Hollingshead, Martinez, Bresson, Munjoma or Munwama, Acosta, Tessman, Vargas, Ricarte, O'Brien, and Pepe or Pipe. I don't think we'll see Pomacall to start, but we could. I hope we do. I hope Paxton gets a chance to put his money where his mouth is. Prick. Now, the first three games of the year, Dallas has five goals, but four of those came last week. So realistically, this was a squad that had one goal in two matches. They got four against Portland at home. FC Dallas has 30 shots in three matches, and 15 have been on goal. So half their shots are on goal. Do the math. What are they averaging? 10 shots a game and five on goal. Their passing accuracy has been 83%. They also have 46 fouls and six yellow cards through the first three matches. Decent numbers. 10 shots, five on target a game. You're looking at putting probably two of those in. But not with our boy Marco Merich in goal. Fucking brick wall that he is. Now the Houston Dynamo, how are we going to line up? How are we going to line up? Well, we know we're going to see four at the back. And I can't decide how Tab is going to do this whether it's going to be a 4-2-3-1 or a 4-3-3 with Matias playing that that holding midfield position and Memo and uh, Corona pushed out on left and right. But I know we're going to see Marich in goal. I know we're going to see Lundqvist, Boniak, Tim Parker, Zarek Valentin, Joe Corona, Matias Vera, Tyler Pasher, our boy Memo, Fafa, and Maxi. I think we're going to see the same lineup again. 100%. That is my gut feeling. I don't think that uh, you saw Truigi, Truigi, K- 
came in and he was he was practicing this week. I, there's no way he's ready. You might see Fun Mayor, possibly. You might see Figueroa, but we haven't seen him yet. We've seen Boney, and Boney's looked good in 66% of the matches. He's looked good in two out of three. So let's talk about our keys to the game. Shout out here to Rudy Segura of Dynamo Theory for sharing some stats on Marco. I listed uh, Marco as one of our keys to the game, and this is why. Marco is fourth in MLS in attempted launched passes, passes longer than 40 yards. He's attempted 57% of these, but he's only completed 18. That's 31.6%. By comparison, league leader Brad Guzan has 69 attempted passes, and he's completed 36, which is more than half. So what does that mean? That means that for our club, who relies on a quick buildup and fast-paced and the counterattack, Marco Marich has to improve his long ball distribution. If you're only converting 31.6% of your long passes, that means that 68.4% are going to the other club. If we can get Marco around the 50% mark, that would be great. That's a high number, I know. Let's get Marco to 40% this week. See what happens. Or maybe play out the back. We have Boniak back there. Zarek and Lundqvist, all four of our guys in the back line can play out the back. Maybe we need to start throw, a little more throws into play. Roll the ball out. So Marco has to improve on that. We have seen Marco make some pretty phenomenal saves this season, and I think that's going to continue. Second key for us, our midfield needs to fire on all cylinders. What do I mean? I mean that Memo, Rodriguez, Joe Corona, and Matias Vera all have to have a solid match this week. We have not seen that yet. We've seen Memo have a great week, and Matias have a great week, and Joe have a great week, but we've never seen it all at once. And they don't have to be great. They got to be sixes and sevens. If you guys can be sixes and sevens in the midfield, we're going to have a solid, solid match on Saturday. Last week, we saw two out of the three of them play well, with Memo falling off a little bit. We should have walked away with those three points against LAFC. So the midfield, all getting in sync and firing on all cylinders, is my second key to the game. Third and finally, Maxi Arruti. Maxi has to sync up better with the wingers and midfielders. He has to improve the finishing, and he has to improve his quality. I think that if you don't see Maxi get involved with an assist or a goal this week, there is a chance that we see a change up top sooner rather than later. And I've said it. I think Ari Lasseter can do it. I 100% think Ari Lasseter can do it. We know what Christian Ramirez is going to do. Christian's going to give you sixes every week. He's going to be solid. But Maxie's got to step it up this week. And I think that would do wonders for his confidence. So guys, unfortunately, Dallas are favored. If you look at the betting lines, Dallas is favored. Most of them are picking two to one with a total of three goals. Now, speaking of betting lines, FanDuel Sportsbook had an over-under of two and a half goals. If I was a betting man, I would take the over. I think there's going to be at least three goals in this match. I think four is a definite possibility with a two-to-two draw. I do not see Dallas doing to us this week what happened to us at home in La Copita. That's that. Now, before we did the episode... We, uh, I asked the fans. I said, hey, guys, if you got any questions for the show, go ahead and post them. 
I'll do my best to answer them. And I got a couple trying to create that fan engagement, you know, a little sense of ownership in the ranks. Question number one comes from Rushan of Twitter. He says, should we play the Texas State Anthem before Texas Derbies? I'm going to say no. I don't think we should. Why? Well, first of all, we play the National Anthem before every sporting event in this country, and sports have nothing to do with the National Anthem. This sport is composed primarily of international players. There's just as many players that play soccer and MLS from other countries as there are from the United States, if not more. So no, no. You could play like a Texas pump-up song, but don't expect people to stand up. I don't even know what the Texas State, oh, is it the stars at night are big and bright? I don't even know what it is. I'm not from here. So we play the anthem. I think that's good enough. I, I don't mind them playing the anthem. I don't not mind them. Either way is fine for me. But what pisses me off about the anthem is you get all these patriots, right? Uh, you got to play the national. You can't fucking kneel for the anthem. But then the anthem will be on and they got their hats on. They're still stuffing their fat faces with nachos. If you're going to play the anthem, you people need to respect it. Take off your hat. Stand there at attention. If you were in the military, put your hand over your heart. Be quiet until it finishes, until it's done. Stop walking through the concourse. When I'm there with my kid or my kids, when that anthem comes on, if we're in line to get food, we stop what we're doing. I've lost a debit card to the national anthem before, meaning I was at, a, I was at an ATM and I had my debit card in the machine and the anthem came on. And I stopped moving and the fucking machine ate my card. And I had to wait two weeks for a new one. So I was broke for two weeks. Second question. Do you think Darwin Quintero will continue to be as vital to the team as he was last year? This one comes from Dago Rodriguez on Instagram. I'm going to say from what I've seen so far with Darwin, no. I do not think he will be as vital to the team as he was last year. I think there's a couple reasons. We have players that can create. We have more. Last year we had him and Memo. Pasher can create, Fafa can create, Corona can create. We have more options. We have more creative options. He doesn't need to be the guy with 13 assists. He doesn't. Also, his form has been off, in my opinion. He's going to improve with minutes, but he's been sloppy this year, and he's been careless in possession. It looks to me like he's trying to be too creative, and he turns the ball over. He tries to thread passes or, or you know, through ball pass, slide draw pass, and they're not going the right way. If Darwin would just play simple possession football and, and tone it down a little bit, he would look a lot better. But right now, he's off his form. And you heard the rumors before the season started, he wasn't fit. Second question from Dago Rodriguez. Out of all the rumors surrounding the Dynamo these past months, which would you say is most likely going to happen? Well, I came up with two. One of two rumors I've heard that I think will happen. Signing Salcedo, and then this new one that started by the fans is possibly uh, Jeff Cameron at center back. I think the rumor of us signing another center back is probably going to happen. I do. If we could sign another center back, we would be immediate playoff contenders, a top center back, a Salcedo. We would be playoff contenders because that mixture of Parker and another top line center back, you have the best back line in the MLS. Hands down. The second thing I could see happening, and this is one that the fans have primarily been calling for, is the team being sold. Now, this has been a fan movement, but it's pretty obvious if you follow the statistical history of this club 
that ownership is looking for low risk, high reward. What does that mean? It means that they're trying to invest as little as possible and get a large return on their initial investment. This is just my opinion. I didn't major in economics. All right. Now, that is a great business strategy. But as fans, we could give fuck all about business strategy. What do we care about? Glory? Silverware. Period. That's it. We want to win matches. We want more stars on our flag. We want more banners. We want more cups in our trophy case. That's what we want. How do we make that happen? Number one, show up. Number two, make your voices heard. Number three, ownership's got to spend a little bit of money. They got to spend some money. So boys and girls, that has been it for the Houston Dynapod Podcast Frisco Rent Boys pregame show. Last week, I hit on all my predictions. This week, we shall see. What do I think is going to happen overall in the game? Man, I think we're going to draw. I think we're going to draw. I do think that, like I've said in the past, we need to come out on the front foot and we need to get something going early. Anything. Maybe, maybe you know, we press up the field and Dallas gets a couple yellow cards spread out through the club. But we have to be on the front foot. We have to be the aggressors. And, and you know we will be. You've seen every match this year under Tab Ramos. We have been aggressive. We have been no-nonsense, no-bullshit, direct, quick counters. But we got to hope that marriage improves his distribution, that Maxi wakes up, and uh, our midfield fires on all cylinders because that would be a pretty exciting thing. It would be really exciting to watch. So guys, like us, share, subscribe, rate, review. Get your asses to Frisco if you can afford it and if you don't got things going on. And if you can't, get out to Pitch 25 on Saturday. Say hey, buy a beer, cheer on the club. Let's go up to Frisco and boss these bitches around. This is Finister. This is your pregame. Go Dynamo. Albert Police is going to get there. There's no question. He squares it. There it is. It's a number. And it's Momo Rodriguez again. 